Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of AdMail. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of IRA Financial. I'm here to help you find the answers to the most frequently asked questions from my clients about self-directed retirement accounts. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of AdMail. I'm Adam Bergman, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. And on today's special episode, I'm going to answer three tax bill related questions. So just full disclosure here, I actually made up these questions and I essentially designed them to satisfy the hundreds or so questions I received from all of you on this crazy Wayne's and Means tax bill, especially when I say crazy, it's impact on retirement accounts. So not all of it's crazy, right? There's obviously some important stuff uh, in terms of increasing individual tax rates, corporate tax rate, capital gains tax rates, reducing the unified credit for estate taxes, uh, expanding the investment uh, tax, and some other um, you know tax provisions that are you know not super crazy. The retirement stuff is wacky. It's crazy, um, but it's what we're dealing with now. So I wanted to propose three questions that I think um, do a nice job of addressing uh, the majority of questions that I've received from all of you on this Ways and Means tax bill. Um, so let's just get right into it. First question, will the proposed tax bill kill the backdoor Roth IRA? So what is the backdoor Roth IRA? Okay, the backdoor Roth IRA since 2010 irrespective of your income, you are able to do an after-tax contribution to an IRA and then convert it to Roth. Pre-2010, if you had above a certain income level, you were not able to do a Roth contribution and you were not actually able to do a conversion. So the Roth contribution income gap or threshold still exists. So if you make more than let's say 208,000 and you file jointly, you're not able to do a Roth contribution. But since 2010, you can simply make an after-tax contribution to a traditional IRA and then immediately convert it to Roth. And then, hey, you now have a Roth IRA. Yes, the Roth IRA limits are only 6,000 if you're under 50, 7,000 if you're over 50, and that's for 2021. But it allowed anyone, even billionaires, I suppose, to make Roth IRA contributions. Not like a billionaire is going to care about the six or 7,000 bucks that they somehow snuck into a Roth IRA. So again, this tax bill is essentially trying to stop the backdoor uh, Roth if you make more than 450, if you are married, file jointly, or 400 if you're single. Um, no more backdoor Roth. Um, just the way it is, uh, I don't think this is significant. Um, it's literally six or 7,000 bucks um, I'm not sure why they're doing it. Uh, it's Roth IRA. It's after tax. It's not like you're you're going to be able to save millions of dollars by putting away six thousand uh, a year for um, you know from from your 30s to your 40s, right? Uh, it's kind of irrelevant. Um, but they're going back to the pre 2010 days. Um, again, the Congress generally likes Roths, and and this Ways and Means Tax Bill really is attacking the Roths. So it's. It's actually going to force people to do pre-tax IRAs, which in the long term will hurt Treasury because that will trigger more tax deductions, meaning less tax revenue for the government to spend. So 
This is not a major provision, but it will kill the backdoor Roth for certain high net worth individuals, those making more than 450 married file jointly. If you earn less than the 450 or the 400, if you're single, you can still do the backdoor Roth IRA. So not a huge deal, right? Um, let's get to question two. Will the proposed tax bill kill the mega backdoor Roth 401k? So the mega backdoor Roth 401k, essentially, if your plan allows for it, and this is really specific to solo 401ks, most employer 401ks, you will not be able to do a mega backdoor Roth 401k because you will fail certain ERISA tests like the ACP, the, the ACP test, which is a contribution percentage test. Um, so most, if not you know, 95% plus of 401k plans involving employees are not going to allow you to do an after-tax contribution and convert it to Roth because the plan will fail the ACP test. Not because they don't want to. In, in a lot of cases, they actually have the option in the plan. It's just going to fail the test. Um, so that's why it's not very common if in multiple employee 401k plans. However, if you have a solo K and you're self-employed, the mega backdoor Roth 401k is a popular way to allow a participant to put away 58,000 or 64,500 if they're over 50 into a Roth. So it's not a deductible contribution. It's an after-tax contribution that you can then convert in the plan to Roth, or you can roll the after-tax contribution to a Roth IRA um, without a triggering event. Because it's an after-tax, it's not deemed an employee deferral or not deemed a profit sharing. So there's no vesting and no plan triggering events allowing you to move it to a Roth IRA and then have that 58 or 64, five in a Roth. Now, this provision will destroy, in the Ways and Means Committee bill proposed, will destroy the mega backdoor Roth. Um, why are they doing this? Uh, I got interviewed by uh, tax notes on this um, recently, and I'm not sure. This is just gonna hurt, uh, honestly, small business owners, entrepreneurs. Again, you can't do this if you work at Tesla or Apple. Their plan's not going to allow you to do that. Even if they give you the option, the plan will likely fail the, the ACP ERISA test. So even if they want to give you the option, eventually they're going to be able, going to have to claw back that because it will fail the ERISA test. So this is really targeted to solo 401ks, which that means it's targeted to small business owners who have solo 401ks. Why? Because you can't have a 401k if you're not self-employed. So this is um, super uh, disturbing, upsetting, uh, unnecessary. It doesn't raise a lot of money, right? It's after-tax contributions. So what's going to happen? You're going to force people to make pre-tax contributions. So this will actually take money out of the hands of Congress. So it's actually not a money raiser. It's a money loser provision. But again, this is the theme of this bill. It's about attacking people that they think make more than four or 500 grand. Now this will apply to anyone, irrespective of income. Even if you make a hundred grand, you're not gonna be able to do this. So this is actually gonna hurt small business owners' ability to save. It's gonna force people to do pre-tax contribution. Makes no sense. But this is the theme again, is to try to put an end to these perceived tricks that the business, smart business owners are doing the wealthy they think. But Again, I have hundreds of clients doing this, and guess what? They're not wealthy. They're middle class like you and me, right? Just regular folks that are starting a business or have a business. They're consultants, doctors, lawyers, 
and they want to put away more money in a Roth. That's all it is. They're not taking tax deductions. They like Roth and they want to save in a Roth. And this bill proposed will stop it. Um, and, and it's too bad. Because uh, again, it's not stopping the Peter Thiels or the Jeff Bezos. They don't care about 50,000 bucks Roth contributions, right? Billionaires don't care about IRAs or 401ks in the sense of contributions. They're rich. The 30, 20, 10 grand they're going to put away in an IRA or 401k is irrelevant. It makes no difference in their life. It doesn't move the needle. This is going to hurt the small business owner that, that wants to put away that 30 or 40 grand in a Roth and wants to build a nest egg for the family. This provision is going to hurt them. And I, I hope it doesn't get um, you know, inserted into a final bill, although I'm not super confident. I just think the momentum is, is to really kill any perceived, um, I don't want to say abuses, but any perceived uh, strategies that business owners are doing and, and they perceive all business owners as rich, which we know that is not the case. Uh, three, can I still do Roth conversions if the tax bill becomes law? So. The answer is yes, if you make less than 400,000, if you're single and 450, if you are married, file jointly. So same thing with the backdoor Roth, kind of the same idea. If you make more than the four and 450, you can still do backdoors, you can still do conversions. If you make more than the four and 450, you're no longer going to be able to make conversions. Um, they think there's abuses in conversions. What this is gonna do, take money away from the government. I have a lot of clients that have 700, 800, 2 million in their IRA, and they've done Roth conversions over the last 10 years. That's money that the IRS gets upfront versus in 20, 30, or 40 years. They're losing that. So they're actually taking money out of their pocket. Why? They're trying to trick or stop the Peter Thiels, these potential rich people that they think are you know, meeting secretly in this club where servants are serving them caviar and champagne, and they're coming up ways of cheating the IRS and putting all these founder stocks into Roth IRS. Here's the newsflash. If it was so easy, there'd be more than 497 Americans that have 25 million or more in an IRA, right? How many startups, how many small businesses get crazy valuations, right? Hundreds of thousands each year. There's only 497 people that have figured this out. There's only 28,000 or so people with more than 5 million. And that includes the time value of money, right? So if you've been saving for 40 years and you're 75, 80, you may have over 5 million, even though you just bought S&P 500 or ETFs or mutual funds. So you're, you're not targeting the Peter Thiels or, or any of these private equity hedge fund folks that you think are abusing the, the uh, system. Um, so it, it's, it's going to take, again, it's not necessarily a money raiser. It's actually a money loser for Congress because you get people that doing conversions, people with money do conversions, they pay more tax. If someone has $8,000 in their IRA and they do a Roth conversion and they make 60,000 bucks a year, you're, you're barely getting any income tax, right? Because their income tax rate is, is 15 or 20%, if any. If you get a rich guy doing a conversion, they're paying tax at 40%. That's tax money. They are going to stop that. So they're going to stop people from doing conversions if they make too much money. But if you make too much money, that means you're in a higher tax bracket, meaning you are going to collect more taxes. It's backwards. This stuff is so ridiculous. It just makes zero sense. Um, sorry for going on a tangent, but I'm just like, I can't believe it. There's a reason they changed the rules in 2010. is because they needed tax revenue. And the subsequent members of, of Congress and the Senate for the last 11 years have understood that. Suddenly, this crew doesn't understand that. And they want to actually, even though they're trying to raise 3.5 trillion, somehow in the retirement, they're trying to not necessarily raise money, 
because all the retirement provisions in the totality are only raising 4.7 or so billion over 10 years, not in one year, 10 years. So that's uh, you know 400 or so million a year. And that's their calculations, which I think it probably raises a quarter of what they say. Uh, this is actually going to lose the money because people won't do conversions. That means less tax revenue. People are going to stay in pre-tax IRAs, more tax deductions. Again, just doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, conversions are great for Congress. You get people to pay tax up front. Right? I always give the example of Enron, Bear Stearns, Lehman. Let's say you did a Roth conversion on your Lehman stock right, in 2000 and, or I should say 2006 or seven, right? And the share, the stock was trading at, let's say, $50 a share. And we all know what happens to Lehman. It's worth literally zero. So that means you pay tax to the IRS at a $50 per share valuation. And when you came to liquidate it, it was worth zero. So the IRS won there, right? They got money on a high valuation and the taxpayer lost. They got nothing to show for it. So Roth conversions don't always work out. It's, it's, it's almost like Congress just think rich people just always make money on everything they invest. Maybe it's been like that since COVID, uh, but it doesn't happen. I can't tell you how many smart clients of mine have lost money on deals, right? They don't always invest in founder shares and they always go up, right? If that's the case, then every startup would be successful. We know the majority of startups fail in the first five years, right? Close to like 80% of startups fail in the first five years. So it's not just people are sitting around with their servants, sipping champagne, eating caviar, and laughing how easy it is to stick founder shares and do Roth conversions of undervalued shares. It's not that easy because if it was, you, me, everyone would have multi-million dollar Roth IRAs. But we know that's not the case. 350 million people in America, less than 500 people have more than 25 million, less than 28,000 have more than 5 million. Okay, it's not easy. Why? Because not every business <laughs> succeeds. So if you do conversions, it doesn't always work out. Enron, Lehman Brothers, Bear Stearns, Theranos. I mean, how many companies implode, right? have a high valuation and then just fall apart. It happens all the time. Um, so using the example of one person, i.e. Peter Thiel, to set public policy for 350 million Americans is quite dangerous. And um, I don't think a great idea. So there you go. So kind of a, I would say, a um, more of an opinion as um, ad mail episode. I'm sorry. I just get really worked up on this proposed tax bill. Um, again, I'm I'm, I'm a reasonable person. I understand you got to raise taxes in certain instances. Okay, I can live with it. We spent five trillion bucks for COVID. We got to pay. We have some social programs we want to pay for. Yes, college is way too expensive. We have infrastructure needs. Our airports are a joke. Our roads and bridges are falling apart. Um, yes, there should be some, some more of a social uh, net for um, people that are having babies and, and need to stay home. I'm, I'm for all that. Listen, I am. Okay, but attacking people's retirement money to pay for it, I have an issue with that. People that played by the rules, saved money, really trusted the system, and now you just want to take away some of this money. Um, I'm, I just have an issue with it, and it doesn't seem fair. And again, it doesn't raise a lot of money, so it's not even necessary. It's it's literally um, just uh, a money grab, and it, I think it's it's really directed in the in the wrong. Um, sector. So um, that's it. Um, you can disagree with me. Uh, that's the beauty of this country. I totally respect that. Uh, but I've seen how the retirement system works. It's bipartisan for a reason. I've seen clients do the right thing, save, invest, lose some, make some, but really stayed focused. Why? 
because they believed the government had their backs. They believed the system worked. They believed the system would stay intact. They did Roth conversions in the past. They made Roth contributions. They made money. They worked hard. And now they're going to stop them from continuing on that path. And, and that's too bad. So there you go. Hopefully, again, these, these provisions are just proposed. Um, there's a good chance they, they do get in because the Democrats uh, you know, obviously control both the House, the Senate, and the presidency. But um, who knows, right? There, things can change. People are starting to understand some of the impact of these retirement provisions. And we're, as an industry, at least confident that the majority of them will not become part of this bill, or at least will be significantly uh, reworked. So thank you for listening. Really appreciate it. Thanks for all your support. You guys are awesome. Really, um, you know, make it easier uh, to wake up every morning and, and deal with some of this stuff um, and keep doing these podcasts. And um, just happy that uh, it resonates with, with so many people and, and people uh, seem to like it. So thank you guys and gals and much appreciated. And I will uh, talk to everyone again next week. Take care.